wings. Put your rectum in your knee, not a problem. Even give you wings if you want, though the result would not be flying aloft, but more like giant skips, floating megastrides as on those tracks that are like flattened escalators moving along the long airport corridors. And how do we know God would not want this, perfecting his fucked-up, imperfect idea of life as an irremediable condition? Where is backup plan, his fail-safe? God works through Darwin. So uh, Martha took the baby after all? I think also of how we decay in our rotting coffins and how we reincarnate the little micro-genetic fragments of us sucked into the gut of a blind worm that rises it knows not why to wiggle in the rain-soaked soil only to die on the sharp beak of a house wren. Hey, that's my living genome fragged ID shat from the sky and landing with a plop on the branch of a tree and dripping over the branch like a wet bandage. And lo, I am become a nutrient of a tree fighting for its life. That's true, you know, how those immobile, standing-fast, vascular creatures silently struggle for their existence, as do we with one another, trees fighting for the same sun, the same soil in which they root themselves, and strewing the seeds that will become their forest enemies, like the princes to their king fathers in the ancient empires. But they're not completely motionless. In a high wind they do their dance of despair, the trees and heavy leaves swaying this way and that, throwing their arms up in their helpless fury of being what they are. Well, it's a short step from anthropomorphism to hearing voices. You hear voices? Ah, I knew that would get your attention. Usually as I'm falling asleep. In fact, I know I'm falling asleep when I hear them. And that wakes me up. I didn't want to tell you this, and here I am telling you. What do they say? I don't know, weird things but I don't really hear them. I mean, they are definitely voices, but at the same time, they're soundless. Soundless voices, yes. It's as if I hear the meanings of the words that are spoken without the sound. I hear the meanings, but I know they are words that are spoken, usually by different people. Who are these people? I don't know any of them. One girl asked me to sleep with her. Well, that's normal. A man would dream that. It's more than a dream. And I didn't know her, a girl in a long summer frock down to her ankles, and she wore running shoes. She had delicate freckles under her eyes, and her face seemed pale with sunlight, even as she stood in the shade, pretty enough to break your heart. She took my hand. Well, that's more than a voice, certainly more than a soundless voice. I think what happens is that I hear the meaning and provide an illustration in my mind. So, uh, might we get back to Andrew, the cognitive scientist? I find myself reluctant to tell you that I hear the soundless voices, too, when I'm up and about in my daily life. But why shouldn't I? There was a morning on my way to work, for instance, when I had picked up my coffee and newspaper from the deli and was waiting at a stoplight, watching the red seconds run down, and a voice said, As long as you're standing there, why don't you fix the screen door? It was so real, so close to an actual sounded voice, that I turned around to see who was in back of me, but there was no one. I was alone on that corner. And what was the illustration you provided when you heard that remark? It was an older woman. I put myself in her kitchen doorway. It was some sort of broken-down farm. I thought it might be in western Pennsylvania. 
There was an old flatbed truck in the yard. The woman wore a faded house dress. She looked up from the sink, totally unsurprised, and said that. At the kitchen table, the small girl was drawing with a crayon. Was she the woman's granddaughter? I didn't know. She looked at me and turned back to her drawing and suddenly violently scribbled all over it with her crayon. Whatever she had drawn, she was now destroying. Are you, in fact, the man you call your friend Andrew, the cognitive scientist who brought an infant child to the home of his ex-wife? Yes. And are you telling me that you dreamt you ran away and found yourself standing at the screen door of some broken-down farmhouse somewhere? Well, it was not a dream, it was a voice. Try to pay attention. This voice brought back to me how it was when I needed to get away after my baby with Martha had died, and my life with Martha with it. I didn't care where I went. I got on the first bus I saw at the Port Authority. I fell asleep on the bus.